Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we are still celebrating National Home Ownership Month, and one of my favorite groups is back with us to talk about uh, what they're working on. Uh, We have with us Catherine Stegmanis of Habitat for Humanity. Good morning. How are you? Uh-oh, wait a minute. We might have an issue. Hopefully not. Um, they are supposed She's to be on, on. this morning. Um, oh, there you are. I see her on and I have a mic open. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay. Um, if we can get the, the caller to hang up and call back in, maybe that connection. Okay. All right. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a quick break. And we're going to get this situated. So um, if you have questions or comments, by the way, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Catherine, are you there? I am here, yes. So sorry hey. about that. Good morning. Well, good morning to you. Thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. Oh, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. So what's going on? I understand that you guys are taking, uh, I guess, some new strategies. Uh, Tell Mm -hmm. me what's happening, especially with this National Home Ownership Month. By the way, happy National Home Ownership Month because that's what you all do. It is a month we should all be celebrating all the time, so thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we've oh, you and I have talked several times throughout the past few years, and at Habitat, we have, for the past 37 years, really striving to help our community around housing and housing-related activities, and, and we have seen such a continuation of the the individuals and families needing housing just continues to get bigger and bigger. 
And so last year we really started digging deep and researching and, and really learning from others from across the country right here in our own backyard about what are they doing, how are they doing it, and what can Habitat do. And so we just launched Face the Housing Crisis, which is a community call for collective leadership. So we together with everyone in our community want to face the housing crisis. And why do we need to do that? We need to face the housing crisis because there are so many faces, faces of children and moms and dads and firefighters, firefighters and nurses. All of these faces are really crumbling underneath this crisis of lack of affordable housing. And so we're here to try and do something about it. So... In all honesty, though, it's not just lack of affordable housing. It's a lack of housing right now uh, that has really put everybody in dire straits. We were having pre-COVID an affordable housing issue, and that unfortunately has only gotten worse with uh, the creeping up of the mortgage rates and then it's just, uh, you know, people taking advantage of, of these slim pickings in the housing market and with uh, builders not being able to keep up because they're waiting on supply issues like windows and whatnot. So it's just unfortunately not gotten any better in any respect. It it really has not, and you are so right. I mean, we were having these conversations prior to COVID, and, yeah, it's it's really, you know, we call it a wicked problem, and that's not just a colloquialism. It, it is an academic term for a problem that really just seems to have no solution. It's so complex and nuanced that it's hard to try and get in and trying to really figure out how do you create solutions. And and that is one thing that we're very much trying to say is there is not going to be just a solution or one solution to facing the housing crisis. We have to come together collectively from all walks of life, all skill sets, coming together to say, okay, what are we going to do? Um, and and um, I hope that everyone will visit facethehousingcrisis.org um, so that they can learn more. We created and, and wrote a, a whole position paper, we call it a community charter, that is going to explain in depth um, how affordable housing is not just a standalone challenge, but it's complex and it's interconnected with other issues. And what we've tried to do from our learnings and our research this past year is think of the of the housing crisis in a systematic way. When you think of how systems thinking is, policy, policy integration, collective impact, um, trying to then take all of these fragmented efforts that we're all doing, right? We're building on the momentum. Everyone in our community is trying to do their best to face the housing crisis, but we want to be able to bring together stakeholders from diverse sectors and then help facilitate some long-term collaboration. Um, Our goal is to really create unification to drive change, and we're asking people to be a pioneer of change, to raise their hands and get involved. Well, now, to me, it seems like Habitat has always been a pioneer in, in some way, shape, or form. What has created this new sense of urgency? I mean, you all have in the past worked with, um, you know, prospective homeowners, with 
uh, businesses that have contributed in terms of manpower and in terms of materials and in other ways. And you've worked with, um, you know, other nonprofit organizations and trade organizations. I know uh, being a member of the Orlando Regional Realtor Association, I've done a couple of the Women Build projects with you, mm-hmm. you guys. So, you know, you guys have kind of just been pushing and pushing and pushing already. What has created this new uh you know, call. I'm tired. I am tired of continuing to see the problem get worse and worse. And we have been pushing for 37 years. We've been pushing others in our community are pushing. You're pushing, right? Everyone is trying to figure out how are we going to find solutions so that our community members can be as prosperous as they can. And so when we received a very generous grant from philanthropist Mackenzie Scott almost two years ago now, one of the things that that she said is turn things on its head. You know, really get out, think about things differently. And at, at first you're like, oh, okay, sure, I'll think about things differently. But we did. It really gave us the opportunity. You know, sometimes when you are in a space, you're in your four walls, and you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep running up against the same wall. Her grant really allowed us to break down a wall and think differently and also be able to see that we're not going to be able to build our way out of this problem Habitat is not the only one who's trying to solve the problem, trying to execute answers to the housing crisis. There are so many organizations, both private and nonprofit, governmental, that are all doing their part to face the housing crisis. However, there isn't been really one sort of independent convener of all of these disparate groups. And some of the research that we've been able to do over the past year has shown us, okay, there are frameworks, and we called this the Cornerstone Housing Framework, something we created. There is a framework of how we can convene groups, that collective leadership, to then tackle the housing crisis together. We're all doing a lot, but we're all still very siloed. Um, And silos are fine, right? No one's intentionally not working with the other person. But imagine a world where we're all in the same room working collectively to solve the problem and to then execute the solution. So this this isn't about just getting together and talking about it. Um, We've all talked until we're blue in the face. We all know there is a housing crisis. We all know that the number of families and individuals who are facing housing insecurity only continues to grow in our community. Our goal is to put forth this framework to facilitate these conversations and then to help along with others in our community execute some of the solutions. Okay, so now let me ask about, uh, I I think in a previous conversation that I had with Habitat, uh, a lot of it had to do with uh, securing land and the time it takes to secure that land in order to move forward. And I'm just curious about that because 
you know, my husband and I, we've uh, taken a few road trips lately, and as we're driving, it's like, well, what about all of this land, and what about all of that over there, and, you know, what's going on? Why isn't this, you know, being considered for, you know, housing? So I was just curious in terms of, uh, in, in this, you know, I guess new direction is are there any efforts to really try to secure some of the the untapped potential that's out there still in, instead of just I know a lot of you know everything everybody's trying to locate in one particular area mm-hmm. for various reasons but there's still a lot of property out there untapped well so absolutely are we continuing at Habitat Orlando and Osceola to continue our core mission, our core competencies of building, uh, constructing, repairing, rehabbing, educating, all of those things, the answer is absolutely. Land Uh is a big issue, and land really sort of pulls into, when we look at this cornerstone housing framework, under policy innovation and, and sort of needs assessment, there is land out there. And just for example, I mean, we were looking at Herod Habitat for some land the other day, looking at a parcel. So much of it was uh-huh. wetlands. So, yes, it looks like it can be developed, but a right. portion of it's wetlands. So it's very expensive to develop it if you were able to even develop it. The cost of land is so astronomical right now, in addition to yeah, the cost crazy. of materials and, you know, supplies and, and, and labor. Um, but land is an issue. And then the policy part of land is, okay, how are municipalities going to allow you to build? What are they going to allow you to build? Can you build a more dense uh, structure? Does it have to be single family? Can it be multifamily? How, you know, all of these things go into, okay, it's a piece of land. How can we best structure it? Um, and that's part of what we are hoping to really sort of tackle collectively um, in conjunction with, in support of our local municipalities to be able to creatively use the land that is available uh, to all of us. Um, because, again, Habitat doesn't have – there is no magic bullet. There is not just an answer, one answer to facing the housing crisis. It's going to be multiple solutions, and Habitat is only going to be one of many organizations, companies, and municipalities that are going to help help to solve them. Um, but, yeah, land is still an issue for sure. So what about um, – I was just curious, do you all take, for example – uh, properties that uh, may be bequeathed, uh, you know, you have people. I, I've run into situations before where um, uh, there's a person in a family that has passed away, and the people who the property have been left to aren't necessarily really interested in taking over the property. They either live somewhere else or they don't want the responsibility or whatever the case may be. Are you all in a position to acquire land through um, that means in terms of uh, having it left to you? 
Yes, absolutely. People can leave land and or even a home to us uh, in their will. Um, and then we can determine if and when that does happen, how, what is the best use of that either property or the home itself. Um, so absolutely, we are able to um, have land, uh, land donated to us or even homes donated to us. Okay, good. I wanted to find out about that. So tell me more about what your plans are in terms of moving forward with Habitat of Orange and Osceola. Uh, what is the main goal and, in, in, um, you know, how the community can, can help more? Absolutely. Well, the main goal right now is to continue to truly face the housing crisis in a multitude of ways. As I mentioned, you know, our core competencies of, of uh of of building homes for families uh that that are in true true need of housing uh to also do um education we just became uh, a certified hud housing counseling agency and uh very very honored to be part of of that because we're going to be able to educate uh, first-time home buyers even outside of those who would purchase a habitat home. Um, so we're looking to diversify um, our impact based on the needs that we see in our community. And helping people become home ready is really important. And education is a key indicator of that, a key point of that. So how can we help people through our housing counseling uh, work on their budgets, look at their debt to income ratio? How can we help them be better prepared when they are ready to purchase a home or when they're going to rent a home? And, uh, you know, I am always surprised, though I shouldn't be because I was this way when I was looking at purchasing my my first home, is the lack of knowledge and information uh, that, that people have, whether, and I'm not just saying young people, but people who are for the first time in the uh, going, you know, hey, I would like to be a homeowner. Um, so we're, we're really, really proud to now be HUD certified and be able to help people along that journey. And all of those people are not going to be able to purchase a Habitat home. I wish we were able to build, you know, a thousand million homes a year. We are not. Um, but um, if we can help them find a home, if we can help them be home ready, um, I'll feel as though we have done a little bit uh, to support their journey home. And you all are really um, taking the initiative, uh, a new direction by offering the different classes. I noticed that you have like a financial literacy uh, credit class. You have the, um, like you were talking about, the HUD first uh, approved first time home buyer workshops uh, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, disaster preparedness, especially with hurricane season, the home insurance class. I don't think people realize that, uh, you know, the insurance is a key component when it comes to uh, thinking about what kind of coverage you need uh, for your hurricanes, what they cover, what you're responsible for. Um, and the crisis in terms of insurance companies moving out of the state of Florida uh, because, you know, of the hurricanes and, and not necessarily wanting to or able to insure homes in this area. It's, a, it's yeah, you talk about a crisis. Uh, in, uh, homeowners insurance were there. And, and one of the things that we realized after our previous two hurricanes 
they were very different than others that we have faced here in Central Florida because they were a bit less a wind event and more of a flooding event. Well, what happens with flooding, and I'm going to very much oversimplify here, is most flooding is not covered by one's homeowner's insurance. Um, it's not covered unless you have flood insurance. Well, a lot of the homes that flood are flooded in Central Florida during the past two hurricanes weren't even in a flood zone. So the person did not have to have flood insurance. And so their homeowner's insurance would not cover uh, the, the needed repairs. Um, and FEMA will cover some, typically. Um, and then they're left with, oh, my goodness, I now have $5,000 worth of repairs from flooding that no one is going to help me cover. Well, we know most people in our community don't just have $5,000 laying around to go and fix their home, to repair their home. And so what we decided to do is really sort of dig deep, and, and we've got to start small, right? We can't just go all in, but doing disaster preparedness classes, really um, educating people not just of a few things that they can do to their home as we see uh, the next hurricane approach, but what are resources um, that they can uh, seek uh, after the storm hits? Um, what are what are things that they can do now to look at their homeowner's insurance policy, look and determine, are they in a flood zone? And, and the flood zone now really is a bit easier to understand because there's a scale. So you may not have to have flood insurance, but it'll tell you sort of where are you on the scale uh, based on your property of being flooded. So, again, it comes back to education and really helping people be better informed so when when disaster does strike, hopefully they are able to more quickly react um, and support their families. So tell me what, you know, you have, like I said, that, um, insurance class, I think, coming up next month. Tell me, well, actually, you have a few classes coming up next month, too. Can you give us a rundown in terms of the the classes uh, and other events that you have coming up? Yeah, the best place to go for all of your listeners would be to um, HabitatOrlando.org. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Insta and LinkedIn and all of those. But the best thing to do is go to HabitatOrlando.org. You can sign up for our newsletter so you're always first to know of what's going to happen. Um, you'll also then have a list of all of our classes, the time, the location, because we also now um, – offer classes uh, in Osceola County. So it's not just here in Orange County that we're offering classes in Osceola County as well. So that's the best place to go to look um, to see what is interesting to you and how you might uh, want to engage. Okay. And then um, does that also give more insight in terms of participating or donating as well? Absolutely. <laughs> There's a big fat donate button right up in the right hand corner. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you can, um, it's it's really, I, I love our website because there is so much information. You know, that can sometimes be a good thing and a bad thing. But you can make donations there. You can learn uh, more about our programs. 
Uh, you can sign up uh, for the next time that we open applications for our new homeowner program, um, when we're about to open our repair program, um, and just there's all sorts of ways from volunteering to becoming a crew leader. Um, we actually have a, a new program, and it's right on the, the homepage of our website called Habitat Inspects, and it's talking about the benefits of wind mitigation. Um, again, we talked about homeowners insurance. Sometimes if you have this particular inspection done on your home and if you get a certificate, you can send that into your homeowner's insurance and occasionally, actually more than not, uh, receive a discount on your homeowner's insurance based on uh, the, uh, the roof and how your roof was put together. So there's those kinds of things uh, that are available uh, to people uh, to really support uh, not just their search for a home, but if you're in a home that is affordable to you, let's keep you there. Uh, let's make sure that your home is well-maintained. Let's, uh, you know, from a homeowner's insurance, I mean, we're getting calls from people whose homeowner's insurance has doubled this past year. Okay, well, if we can even get their homeowner's insurance to be reduced by $50 a month, that's a huge savings. So we're just looking holistically at all of the touch points around housing and housing-related activities, and where do we best fit at Habitat? I mean, we can't be all things to all people, uh, nor do we want to. We want to stay in our lane, um, but there are things that we can do and to support uh, to, uh, to just really help our, our fellow community members. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm not looking forward to the insurance notice coming up. I, I know we kind of balked at the last one and was like, are, are, is this right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's awful. It's awful. It is awful. Um, it really is. Yeah. How, how long uh, for the list of people waiting for assistance for Habitat? I guess I want to kind of ask about that. So we do not do wait lists. Um, We will let people know our program is open, and then we will only take an appropriate amount of applications based on the formula that we know of how many people typically apply and actually meet the criteria. So we do not do a wait list. We just have found over the, the years it's not fair to the people to think that they're on a wait list. Now, you can be on a list that you're notified first, you know, among others, uh, that we are about to open our homeowner uh, application portal. Um, but it's, you know, it's a process to apply to the Habitat program. And that's why the HUD counseling is so important to us because we really encourage everyone to do your housing counseling first. That way you know you are so prepped and ready. You have the right credit score. You have the right debt-to-income ratio. You are ready to actually go out and be a better buyer of a home uh, than possibly uh, you would be if you had not gone through housing counseling. Right. Because I tell people, you know, whether or not you decide to use uh, first-time homebuyer or programs or down payment assistance programs, whether or not you actually decide to use the funds, there's a lot of vital and important information in those classes 
if you have never purchased a home and this is your first time? I would recommend it to everyone. I don't – yeah, exactly. It's it's. Every, I wish I had known about them when I was purchasing my first home. I mean, you're clueless. You're like, I don't know. What am I doing? Am I, you know, what am I going to – what are all these papers I'm signing? And um, so, yeah, you really are able to learn more. And the more informed you are, the, the better you're going to be able to advocate for yourself. I'm, I'm going to tell you, even even as a realtor, you know, when you're actually still sitting down and doing it yourself, it's like, oh, my goodness, really? Do I really want to do this? What did I get myself into? And uh-huh. stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little daunting. It, so. it is. Well, it's scary. And it's usually the biggest financial investment you're going to make in your lifetime. Um, and so exactly. it's not like you're just, you know, you're not just spending $5 to, to go do something. You're spending a lot, lot more than that. And um, you want to make sure that you're knowledgeable and, and informed and, and know the right questions to ask. And let's be honest, there are people and, and places out there that will take advantage. Um, so our yeah. hope is we can have such an informed population that nobody can be taken advantage of because that's not good, right? I mean, we hear horror stories. You do too every other day. And it's just because the person was just uninformed. Um, and that's that's our goal, is to really make sure everyone has the opportunity to gain that knowledge. Catherine Steck McManus, thank you for visiting us again, and uh, you're always welcome here. Appreciate the work you all do, and, and uh, you know, just keep us posted on uh, your activities and um, how our community can help. So, well, thank you so, so much. much. I really appreciate it. You have a blessed day. Mm-hmm. Be well. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. This is G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. You have any um, comments, questions, anything you want to discuss, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to also thank again Catherine Stick McManus of Habitat for Humanity of Orange and Osceola County for joining us this morning and giving us a little bit more insight into what they're doing uh, for National Home Ownership Month. 
this month is also uh, Black Music Month, so just take some time to maybe have a listening session. You know, uh, you know, find some time. You know, pick your favorite artist. Learn about some new artists. Something there's some that uh, you know, little known artists that you might have might not have heard of. You know, uh, go to celebrate some local acts. That's one of the things I'd like to encourage too. Uh, we're going to do a short show because I'm a little bit under the weather and don't like talking through my nose. Uh, but anyway, one of the things that I wanted to stress is hydration right now. We're not even into July and August, but the temperatures have been truly awful and, uh, and the humidity. And they're opening up uh, cooling centers in a lot of places. Some of the counties have opened up cooling centers in their libraries. Um, Christian Service Center just opened up a cooling center where, you know, they're providing water and, and a cool place for you to just step in for a moment and, and just uh, not get so, you know, we don't want anybody, you know, suffering from heat stroke or anything like that. So uh, one of the things I would really suggest, though, uh, for your own sake is to have a cooler, a small cooler in your car if you're out with um, some water or uh, even if it's not just plain water, you know, maybe like a vitamin water or something with some electrolytes in there to keep you from getting dehydrated because like we always say, by the time you're thirsty, you probably are already dehydrated and you're having to kind of make up for some lost fluids. So uh, just make sure that you are carrying water in your car in a cooler uh, that's readily accessible. And if you aren't, you know, able to do that, then, you know, if you're passing by even a mall or a shopping center, you know, step in, get a, you know, a drink of water or something, just uh, get cooled off because we don't necessarily want anybody to get in a dire situation that's uh, detrimental to your health. So I did want to say that, and we want to thank all of the places, nonprofits and government places that have opened their doors up to to people who need a, a drink of water and just a place to cool off. You know, that's that's terribly vital, and we'll probably, unfortunately, see the need for more of those as the summer uh, temperatures uh, heat up and progress, uh, like I said, through August for sure. Anyway, thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed. God willing, talk tomorrow. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.